Hello, welcome back to the Barefoot Books podcast. This week, we hear a German story about two stepsisters who learn to be kind, work hard, and enjoy helping others. After the story, go to barefootbooks.com to listen to other tales from grandmother's stories. This is the story, Old Mother Holla, a story from Germany. Once there was a woman who had two daughters. One girl was her own flesh and blood, and the other was her stepchild. This woman could not help loving her own dear daughter more than her stepdaughter. But that was no excuse for making her stepdaughter do all the cooking and cleaning and all the washing and spinning. One day, the stepdaughter cut her hand while she was spinning. Her spindle was stained with blood, so she took it down to the well to wash it. Her hand was weak from the cut, and she dropped the spindle into the well. She couldn't go home without her spindle. Her stepmother would be furious. So she climbed up onto the well and jumped in after it. Down she fell through the deep, dark water. And when she rose to the surface, she found herself in the middle of a lake. On the edge of the lake, she saw a little old woman working in her garden. The old woman's long white hair stretched out from her head like a snowstorm when the wind makes the snow fly sideways. The girl swam to the shore, squeezed the water from her skirt, and walked into the old woman's garden. Excuse me, old woman, the girl said. I am Birchie. The old woman's great yellow horse teeth gleamed in the sunlight. She was really no taller than Birchie. In fact, she was so small, Birchie found herself asking, May I help you? Yes, indeed you may help me, the old woman replied. I was just about to shake down these apples. Will you do this for me? Of course I will, said Birchie. And she wondered how the little old woman would have managed to climb the apple tree herself. Birchie wiggled out under the tree's strongest limb. As she rocked back and forth, the ripe apples dropped to the ground. Aren't you speedy, the old woman said. I am Mother Holla, and I am pleased to meet you, Birchie. Will you carry these apples into the house? Of course I will, said Birchie. And she wondered how the little old woman would have managed to carry the heavy basket by herself. Old Mother Holla's house was full of the sweet smell of cinnamon bread baking in the oven. Birchie opened the door of the oven and peeked in. I'm ready to come out, called the bread. Please be so kind as to lift me onto the table. Bread can't talk, Birchie said to herself, but she could see that the bread was right. Its crust was golden brown. Birchie put the bread on the table and the bread sang, Many thanks, many thanks. When the old woman saw the bread on the table, she smiled, and her great yellow horse teeth gleamed. Sit down by the fire, Birchie, she said. I'll make some supper. However did you come to be swimming in my lake, dear? Birchie told Mother Holla about her stepmother and stepsister. She told her how she had cut her hand and dropped her spindle into the well. Mother Holla listened to every word. Aren't you a brave one, she said when Birchie told her about jumping into the well. That night, the north wind blew over the lake. 
The lake turned into ice. The wind whistled through the trees, and the house began to tremble. This wind will be biting the old woman's bones, Birchie thought to herself, and she tiptoed to the old woman's bedside. Sure enough, Mother Holly's gleaming great horse teeth were chattering and clacking, and her bony old body was shaking with cold. Birchie unfolded the quilt at the bottom of the old woman's bed and shook it to fluff up its feathers. A puff of feathers blew out of a hole in the quilt, and it started to snow outside. Mother Holla stopped shivering, her teeth stopped clacking, and she slept like a baby. The next day, Mother Holla asked Birchie to shovel a path through the snow to the shore of the lake. Of course I will, said Birchie. The snow was heavy. Birchie's back ached and her feet were cold, but she did not complain. She shoveled a path through the snow all the way down to the lake. That night, the north wind blew over the lake for a second time. The lake turned into ice. The wind whistled through the trees and the house began to tremble. Once again, Birchie tiptoed to the old woman's bedside. She unfolded the quilt at the bottom of the old woman's bed and shook it to fluff up its feathers. Again, a puff of feathers flew out of the hole in the quilt, and again it started to snow outside. Mother Holla stopped shivering and slept like a baby. In the morning, Mother Holla asked Birchie to shovel a path around the lake. The snow was heavy, Birchie's back ached and her feet were cold, but she did not complain. She shoveled a path all the way around the lake. That night, the north wind blew over the lake for a third time. The lake turned into ice. The wind whistled through the trees and the house began to tremble. Just as before, Birchie tiptoed to the old woman's bedside and unfolded the quilt to fluff up its feathers. Just then, the door of the house flew open and the north wind rushed in and pulled a blizzard of feathers out of the hole in the quilt. Downy white feathers were swirling and twirling all over the house. Just as before, when the feathers began to fly, it started to snow outside, and old Mother Hollis stopped shivering and slept like a baby. Birchie pushed against the north wind with all her might. At last she managed to slam the door shut. The feathers in old Mother Holla's house were everywhere. There were feathers in the cauldron, there were feathers on the mantel, there were even feathers in the old woman's ears. Birchie took the sheets from her own bed and quickly sewed them together. Then she stuffed all the feathers into the sheets and sewed the sheets shut. Birchie yawned. She snuggled under the soft feather quilt she had made, and she dreamed she was sleeping in her own little bed in her stepmother's house. In the morning, Mother Holla was surprised to see Birchie sleeping beneath a puffy-down quilt. Isn't she a clever girl, Mother Holla said to herself. Birchie opened her eyes. She was not in her own little bed at all. Old Mother Holla was standing right over her, smiling with her gleaming great horse teeth. 
"'You're such a smart girl,' said Mother Holler. "'You've made yourself a warm, downy quilt.' Birchie smiled, but she felt sad inside. Old Mother Holler was kind, but Birchie missed her own little bed. She missed her stepsister, and she even missed her stepmother. Mother Holler, she said, I want to go home. When can I go home? Right now, if you wish, said Mother Holler. I will show you the way myself. She took Birchie's hand, and they walked on the path Birchie had shoveled to the lake. They walked on the path Birchie had shoveled all around the lake, and they walked into the woods. The sun began to shine, and the snow began to melt. After a time, they came to a waterfall rushing over the side of a hill. Mother Holla led Birchie into the waterfall. She squeezed Birchie's hand as the water poured over their heads. Birchie laughed. Old Mother Holla laughed. Then Mother Holla was gone. Birchie jumped out of the waterfall. She was no longer in the woods near Mother Holla's house. She was back at the well near her stepmother's house. Home, she said to herself, and started to skip through the woods. Just then, a huge, big-bellied bullfrog next to the well croaked, Shiny girl, shiny girl. Whatever does that frog mean, Birchie said to herself. Then she saw that her dress had turned to gold, and in the pocket of her golden dress was her spindle, the one she had dropped into the well. Now when Birchie's stepmother saw the golden dress, she wanted one for her own dear daughter. Thorny, you must jump into the well, said the mother. Let me prick your finger so you can stain your spindle. So the woman pricked her own daughter's finger and stained the spindle with her dear daughter's blood. She threw the spindle into the well and then she pushed her in after it. Now when Thorny found herself in the middle of the lake, she splashed and screamed, Help, Mother Holla, help! Mother Holla stood up in her garden. Dear me, what a loud one, she said to herself. Don't you know how to swim, girl, she called. Yes, I know how to swim, Thorny shouted back. Then swim, girl, swim now and hush up, Mother Holly said. Swim right to my shore. But Thorny was making so much noise she couldn't hear Mother Holla. So Mother Holla climbed into her boat and rowed out to Thorny. I'm freezing, Thorny moaned as the old woman helped her into the boat. I hope you have a fire going in that tiny little hut. I hate being wet. Indeed I do, said Mother Holla. And she thought to herself, this one's a doozy. So Thorny went straight into the house and Mother Holla went back to her work in the garden. Thorna smelled the sweet scent of cinnamon bread baking in the oven. She opened the oven door and peeked in. I'm ready to come out, cried the bread. Please be so kind as to lift me onto the table. Bread can't talk, said Thorny. Don't be ridiculous. And she shut the oven door and sat down by the fire. When her clothes were dry, she went outside to find Mother Holla. Can I help you, old woman, she asked. Yes, you may help me, Mother Holla replied. I was just about to shake down those rosy ripe apples. Will you do this for me? 
Old women can't climb trees. Don't be ridiculous, said Thorny. Watch me, Mother Holla. Thorny wiggled out onto the tree's lowest branch, but the branch was not strong and it broke. Thorny crashed into Mother Holly and they both fell down. Never mind, said Mother Holly. Let's go inside. It's time for supper. Hooray, cried Thorny. I'm starving. What's for supper? Warm bread, fresh from the oven, replied Mother Holla. But the bread had burned in the oven. So Mother Holla gave Thorny dry corn cakes and tea. However did you come to be swimming in my lake, dear, asked old Mother Holla. Thorny lied to Mother Holla. She said she had cut her finger and fallen into the well. She pretended she didn't know about the waterfall or about the golden dress. That night, the north wind blew over the lake. The lake turned into ice. The wind whistled through the trees, and the house began to tremble. This cold is biting my bones, Thorny said to herself. She could hear Mother Holla's gleaming great horse teeth chattering and clacking. She pulled her stepsister's puffy down quilt up over her ears and went back to sleep. It did not snow that night. In the morning, Mother Holla asked Thorny to rake leaves. She took Mother Holla's rake and raked for a few minutes. Then she went back into the house. There's a blister on my thumb, she grumbled. I can't do this kind of work. I'll ruin my soft, smooth hands. What do I look like, your slave? And she stamped her foot. Mother Holla had had enough. Never mind, girl, she said. Would you like to see my waterfall? Oh, yes, replied Thorny, and she said to herself, I'll get the dress, and then I'll go home. Mother Holla took Thorny's hand. They walked around the lake, and they walked into the woods. After a time, they came to the waterfall. Thorny let go of Mother Holla's hand and ran into the waterfall. Now I will be golden too, she said to herself. When she was sopping wet, she stepped out of the waterfall. And sure enough, she was next to the well near her mother's house. She looked down at her dress. It was covered with mud and wet weeds. The huge, big-bellied bullfrog next to the wall croaked, Slimy girl! Slimy girl! Thorny cried all the way home. I don't know what I did wrong, she sobbed. It's my fault, said the mother when she heard the full story. I never taught you how to be kind. I never taught you how to work hard. And I never taught you to enjoy helping others. Well, I suppose it's about time you learned. Birchie helped Thorny take off her muddy dress, and she smiled. That's all for today's episode. Thanks for listening. Now you can visit barefootbooks.com slash podcast to find special offers, join our email list, and listen to past episodes of the Barefoot Books podcast. See you next week. Bye.